Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Pop It Off with Phil the Podcast. Happy Tuesday, co-host. Hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend. Um, Hope you got an opportunity to do all the things that you said that you wanted to do, even if that was nothing more than lying on your couch or lying in your bed or staying at home and not spending money. (laughs) Whatever it is you wanted to do, I hope that is exactly what you got an opportunity to do. Luckily for me, my company saw fit to give us two days off, and um, for whatever reason, it seemed like it went faster than a traditional weekend, but I did rest, I did relax, I did study, I did hang out with friends, I did hang out with the boo, and so all in all, it was a really good weekend. It just went by super, super fast, but hey, grateful that I had an extra day that I didn't have to take off, so I'm appreciative of that. Anyway, let's get into it. So uh, several months ago, there was this viral clip that went around of this little boy who kind of did a mic drop at a church service. (laughs) Uh, He got on the mic and he said, I'm sick of this church and just dropped the mic (laughs) and went on about his business. You could hear church folks in the back going like, oh, no, he didn't. And, you know, as a as a boy who grew up in church, as a as a frequent church attender participator uh, I understand like I think that anybody who attends church or any ritualistic experience can empathize with the fact that sometimes that experience can be tiring sometimes you can be sick of it and that's literally how I feel about the United States of America like I'm sick of this place and it, it it's interesting because as a country that's supposed to be the richest in the land We are so poor in morals. We're so poor in in, injustice. There are so many areas in which we don't make the grade that it also it, it, it makes it makes this place very hard to live in as a person of color, as a woman, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community Um, all of those things about freedom and justice and and rights and liberty it's almost as if they they exist for everyone but us and every time we mention it every time we balk at a system that's been put in place that, that undervalues us or keeps us down um we're met with not compassion. We're not met with empathy. We're not met with understanding. We're met with vitriol. We're met with hate. We're met with, well, why don't you go back where you came from? And like, I didn't ask to be here in the first goddamn place. Um, and I could go back if I knew where the fuck that was. But since <laughs> you decided to bring your big ass boats over to a country that wasn't bothering you, uh, and just decide to round up people at random and take them any and everywhere. Um, that's the reason why I'm swabbing the inside of my goddamn mouth to figure out where the fuck I'm from. That's my attitude, you know? Uh, that's how I feel. I, uh, a friend of mine shared on her social media the other day this white man who had this shirt on that basically was like, if you're so sick of this place, or and I don't remember exactly what it said, but the gist of it is... 
you know, if, if you don't want to live here anymore, if there's a place better than than this, then I'll help you pack. And it's just like, motherfucker, like <laughs> you're missing the point. You know, you're so quick to put us out instead of uh, trying to address the issues and the concerns that we bring forward. And then you want to piss on our backs and tell us it's raining when we say we know that shit ain't fair. We know that shit ain't rigged. You know, a long time ago, my aunt told me that white folks are only comfortable with you as a black person having what it is they want you to have. And anytime you want more, anytime you ask for more, anytime you demand more, and not just because you want more, you know what I'm saying? Like we all want more, you know, there is never enough. Let's be clear. You know, even if you write somebody a check for $12 million, they'll still be like, well, you know, if I just had 20 million, that's just the way that it works. It's not about what we want. It's about what we deserve. A lot of times we raise our hands and we say, this is what I deserve. I deserve it because I'm doing the work. I deserve it because I'm present. I deserve it because I'm more qualified. And we're met with, well, it's a good opportunity. You know, people like you um, don't always get this opportunity. People with your background don't always get this opportunity. It's a good job. Only to find out that your good job is paying you thousands of dollars less <laughs> than your neighbor's good job because your neighbor white or because your neighbor knows a CEO or because your neighbor played t-ball with one of the SVP's uh, sons when they were growing up. Like there's always these systems put in place that we're not privy to that create barriers for us. And everybody pretends as if they're... The, like they don't see it's like you walk into a room and there's a big ass elephant in the room and everybody's walking around the elephant as if they don't know that the elephant is there and you like don't y'all see this elephant and everyone like, no, I don't see the elephant yes the big ass elephant in the room is that shit ain't fair shit is rigged and I know that I've said that before but I we're constantly reminded I'm constantly reminded of the world that we live in and how we're just supposed to accept it um I was watching an interview with Ebony Williams, Ebony K. Williams, I believe, on uh, The Breakfast Club. She's an attorney. And I've grown to love her. I have an affinity for her just like I have for um, uh, for Angela, whose last name escapes me right now. But she's another attorney who's always on the show. You know, the one that's dating Common. Um, but I love her as well. And they're, and they're always on the show giving their expert opinion on different things and you know she was talking about when they see us and how you know police are are allowed to use tactics to get people to say the right things or the wrong things or to 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 cop to a particular crime and she made a very interesting point that you know none of those boys had to stay there and how they highlighted Yusef's mom was basically like I'm his mother and because I'm his mother he doesn't have to stay here he's a minor and what Ebony was saying is that if you're not under arrest at any point in time you can basically say okay if I'm not under arrest if you have not read me my rights if you have not charged me with anything I don't have to stay here I can leave and that none of the boys exercise that right one black folks don't think we have rights Two, when we do have our rights and when we do exercise our rights, it normally ends us up dead. So while I agree with the sentiment that, and and I appreciate the fact that she's saying 
that none of them had to endure what they endured, that at any point in time, they all could have walked away. The reality of the situation is we know that we're not always in that position. We know that we're not in that position. And it, it's almost like when black folks know their rights and they challenge people of authority, um, it's like fuel for them to act out even more. Because while you're saying you have a right, they're trying to remind you that you don't have a right. And even if you have a right, you still have to bend to my superiority in this particular circumstance. That's what happened to Sandra Bland. She was a woman who was very well aware of her rights, but it didn't matter. She knew she didn't have to get out of the vehicle. She knew smoking a cigarette wasn't a situation, wasn't, wasn't an issue. It was not illegal, but yet it still got her dragged out of her car dragged into a police station where there was a very uh, and, and murdered for lack of a better word with no real explanation as to what happened she dies in police custody and we just don't know why okay so i mean that's something that we always have to deal with and and when we're met with people who say well you can leave or you can go back to africa where you come from as if we have any knowledge or understanding of what that place is like um, it's like a slap in the face it's like a slap in the face and, and let's be clear even if we never spoke about slavery again because I want people to understand this if we never mentioned it again if we never brought it up again if we didn't ask for reparations for slavery and we just moved on those institutions that slavery helped to create those mindsets that slavery helped create are more detrimental than the actual years of slavery that we did. Because those things are the things that still have that foot on our neck. You know, the fact that we do have to be 10 times better. The fact that we do have to be smarter. The fact that we do have to be more cunning in the way that we navigate the world. All of those are institutional things, systematic things that have been put in place that keep us down. The shit just ain't fair and we know it's not fair and people are always trying to tell us that it is when it ain't. And it's frustrating, you know? Um, and there are countless examples. One of the most recent ones is the fact that Hallie, who is one half of the dynamic duo Chloe and Hallie, was tapped to portray Ariel in the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. And there are literally groups that were formed that are saying Christians against Hallie um, and people against Hallie because she should not play a fictional character that happened to be white. Because if you remember quite frankly, quite clearly, Ariel had a host, a gaggle of motherfucking sisters and they were not all the same skin tone. Um, but there are literally petitions being signed against this young woman because she's African-American and she's going to play Ariel the mermaid as if the whole fantasy of being a mermaid is being destroyed because a black woman is playing the lead character. Get the fuck out of here. And that's the world that we live in. The world that we live in where we are still charting black first. The first time a black man, like even when Little Mermaid was on Broadway, 
the fact that the that they that I, but who was it that played King Triton? I feel like it was Norm Lewis. He wasn't originally casted as King Triton, but that he played King Triton in the the Broadway version of um and it may not have been Norm Lewis. Norm Lewis was definitely the first African American phantom. And that was a big deal. And it's like, this man is wearing a mask the whole goddamn musical. Why do we care if he's black, white, or pink? Can he sing? That's all we care about. Can he sing? <laughs> if the man can sing, then he should be okay. And we're just constantly met with these adversaries that make life navigating life which is already difficult which is already a challenge that much more complex and that much more burdensome and it's frustrating it is frustrating and trust me if there was some fucking place else we could go we'd go gladly but there isn't (laughs) there isn't and those types of ideas don't necessarily stop here you know i'm there are europeans who feel the same goddamn way you know what I'm saying? And and we're disconnected from our African brothers and sisters. So we can't just go take over their country like <laughs> as if we never left. Uh, that's not how that works. You know what I'm saying? And, and we shouldn't have to. Going back to that idea of slavery. We built this motherfucker. We built this motherfucker. And almost every modern convenience that we have, if it's not the exact same thing, that somebody like me created, it is an improvement of what somebody like me, that of what someone who looks like me created. And the world we live in runs on the fact that if we didn't build it, we made it. If we didn't make it, we created it. If we didn't create it, we improved it. And yet you want us to go the fuck away. I mean, I you know, I wish... I could wake up one morning and everything that a black man or woman created or built just wasn't there. And how would people survive if they didn't have those things? And I'm I'm talking about the things that we were credited for and the things that we weren't credited for. If they just ceased to exist for 24 hours, these motherfuckers would lose their minds. Because if we didn't build the car, Maybe we built a piece that makes the car run. Like, we in it. We're in every single fucking thing. And yet we are treated as if the world would be better off without us. So, I mean, I'm just curious if we woke up and there was just no black people in the world. Not that we would die. We would just go away to a far off land for 24 hours. And we would, I just would like, and, and be able to just see how people navigate life without us and what the fuck we created you know uh we are constantly <clears throat> excuse me we're constantly uh surrounded by culture vultures and, and appropriators who are taking things that we brought and and uh and yet they don't want to give us credit White women ain't walk around with big asses and big lips and big titties and 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 and, and long hair braided down their back. That you know what I'm saying? 
Bo Derek was treated like she was the second fucking coming when she ran on that goddamn beach with cornrows. Cornrows ain't new to us. They're not new to us. <laughs> and, it's, and, and no slight against Bo Derek. I ain't got no problem with her. I don't think she got a problem with black people. I'm just saying, like, the very things that we do that we're criticized for are the things that other people do and they're praised for. It's a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of bullshit. We don't like the the culture of 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 um the trans community we don't like the culture of the the house community but we appropriate their language and their style every fucking day you know what i'm saying things clever sayings that they've come up with cliches different things like that we appropriate that shit like a motherfucker but we don't give a shit about those people how like how is this even possible you know what I'm saying? I mean, something as simple as white folks will be be driving on the road and they don't have a right of way and they'll go and look at you like you crazy. Like, no, bitch, it wasn't your turn. It was a four-way stop. <laughs> Standing in the middle of the goddamn hallway at work and look at you crazy when you say, excuse me, or you want to get past. Bitch, you're in the middle of the hallway. You're standing in front of the fucking door. Move. You know what I'm saying? That's the world we live in. And we're always supposed to be gracious and kind and apologetic for every goddamn thing. Sorry I'm here. Sorry I interrupted you. Sorry you're standing in the way of the fucking door and I can't get through it. But I'm interrupting your conversation. Sorry I'm asking for more money because I deserve it because I have three fucking degrees. More degrees than the motherfucker I'm answering to. It's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating and it puts the icing on the on the cake, the, the cherry on top of the sundae when you have situations like a young black girl who gets a fucking job and people are like, she doesn't deserve this job because she's not white. Because that's what it is. And everybody's not going to say that. And I actually appreciate the people who say they're against it because she's black as opposed to, I think it's confusing to people if she's not light-skinned with blue eyes you know what i'm saying like people find ways around it as opposed to just saying what the fuck it is and i really do appreciate when people just say what it is the whole idea of this christians against hallie what christian principle says that this black woman can't play a fictional white ass mermaid like i i need to know (laughs) i need to know because i'm christian so i need to figure out what passage of scripture I need to read so I can be in alignment with other Christians because obviously I missed something in my 30 plus years of attending church I missed a very key principle that I need to know I've been looking at a blonde haired blue eyed Jesus all my life when the Bible clearly says he had olive colored skin and olives are green as a motherfucker so I've seen black olives too I've seen green olives, I've seen black olives, but they've all been dark olives. I ain't seen, I ain't seen no, no. And wooly hair. I don't, I don't know how you get sandy, blonde, curly hair quaffed from wool. But you know, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Even good wool is still kinky. I'm just saying, you know, I've seen a couple of sheep in my life. I'm just trying to figure out where the fuck people are getting this information from. I didn't mean for this to be a venting session, but I feel like these are things that I really need to get off my chest because it's frustrating when a non-white woman becomes Miss America. 
or Miss USA. People are balking because she doesn't represent the United States of America. So the United States of America now doesn't represent um, all nations. Because I thought that's what this was. I thought that this what this was. When a black man became president, people disrespected him because he was a black man. It's like, oh, he could be a great junior senator. But he can't be fucking president of the United States. He doesn't represent the the he doesn't represent the United States that I believe in. And then there's arguments of whether or not he was the mo- whether or not he was the most disrespected president or not. And people would say, well, Bush was the most disrespected president. Or Trump is the most disrespected president. No, Trump is the most disrespectful motherfucker ever. That's what he is. <laughs> person ever. It has nothing to do with his job. He's the most disrespectful person ever. And that's just the world that we live in. And we are always supposed to look the other way. Turn the other cheek. Smile, eat humble pie. Tuck our heads low. And and they're and they're and they're merely ways to stay alive. It's not even about being fair. Like we're at the point now that we are just acting to stay alive. We're the only race of people who always have to walk in the spirit of responsibility and accountability. But we don't have to just be responsible for our actions and accountable for our actions. We also have to be responsible and accountable for how we react to motherfuckers who are who are coming down on us. Motherfuckers who are oppressing us. We have to be responsible and accountable for the way that we respond to them. Because it could be the difference between life and death. And so when we bring up shit like reparations, when we say that people are racist, when we live in a country full of racist people, when we say that we need certain appropriations like um, uh, affirmative action and people argue with us and balk with us when we say that we still need historically black colleges and universities this is the fuck why because we need to be in spaces and places where we are appreciated when we need black greek letter fraternities and sororities um organizations that cater just to us when we have to have black magazines and black award shows because we don't get recognition we don't get love we don't feel support in a greater world so we have to create these microcosms in order to feel value people want to challenge that bullshit and be like well what if we had a white award you don't need one what if white lives matter they don't need to they run every fucking thing they're not dying wholesale (laughs) like I really just wish people would wake the fuck up or just admit that they're cruel, ignorant, racist motherfuckers so we can all move forward because that would actually make things better. (laughs) That would actually make things tremendously better if people would just say, this is who the fuck I am. I'm not going to change. I don't give a fuck about you. Deal with it because that I can deal with that. I can deal with as opposed to someone pretending that they are something they aren't. And I'm constantly having to decipher and walk carefully while I try to figure that shit out. Anyway, this has become more of a rant and I hate to rant. Um, But I felt that I need to get this off my chest because just like that little boy who dropped that mic who said, I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of this country. Sick of this shit. And um, 
I'm trying to be optimistic that things will change. And I know that all people who don't look like me, all non-melanated people, or as my friend Preston calls them, bland, um, are not bad people. But not enough of them are stepping outside of their privilege to make a fucking difference in this world. And it's frustrating that I have to pretend and step and fetch and and smile and bow my head and walk on the other side of the road or the street or the hallway because my presence, my greatness makes someone else uncomfortable. And I don't want to bring children into a world that have to deal with that. I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent and to every day fear whether or not your kid's going to come home. Because we just live in a world that is cruel as a motherfucker. No respect for children, no respect for the elderly, no respect for the sick, no respect for women, no respect for people of color. It, it, we're just void of, of any value that supports good morality and empathy and faith and kindness. Uh, but we the richest motherfucking country. Oh yeah, great. Rich in one way and, and, and living in a world of depravity in so many other avenues that are way more important. So, are you tired of this motherfucker? Like, I, just, I guess that's the question. I just, I don't know. I, I just need to get that off my chest today. I know that other people are feeling the way that I feel. Um, thank you for continuously supporting me. Thank you for liking and reviewing and rating. Continue to do that. I'm constantly working on ways to improve the show. I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to bring other authorities on so we can talk about things. So you don't just hear from me. I want people to just think that I'm this person who believes therapy is great. Therapy really is great. So I want to bring somebody on and talk about it. I want people to come and talk about our health and our welfare and, you know, the HIV AIDS epidemic and the, and, 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 and how we're moving towards that and, and ways to make sure that people are connected to services who need it and I'm not an expert on that so I want somebody to come talk about that um, I want to support black businesses more so I want to have black business owners on the show there's so many ideas in my head I just have to funnel it all out um, and so just bear with me and uh, continue to shoot me your ideas show ideas podcast ideas segment ideas any ideas you have that you think would make this podcast um, better more marketable more enjoyable um able to reach reach the masses more other people to listen to it well maybe not necessarily this episode this might not get me sponsorship but nonetheless any episode that you think any any topic that you think is a good topic for me to talk about definitely let me know um and uh just continue to love on each other and support each other because we need it we need it more than anybody else i love y'all for real have a wonderful tuesday peace